You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, guys, we have a very, very special guest with us today, host of the Extra Point Show in Buffalo on WGR 550, Buffalo Sports Radio, and Bill's Beat reporter, Sal Capaccio, is here with us. Welcome, Sal. Thank you so much for joining the show. Yeah, man. Anytime. Glad we could uh, make it happen. You know, as fantasy football players, we depend heavily, you know, on your reporting, right? And and the Bills have been a hot team, and a lot of fantasy focus is on that team. And we'd love to pick your brain a little bit about what you've been seeing at training camp so far. We'll get into some specifics, but uh, what are your overall thoughts so far of the state of the team going into this year? Well, first of all, so what you're saying is I should give false reports to help myself out in fantasy football because I want to throw everybody off the scent and then I know exactly who I should be drafting, right? That's the name of the game, Sal. <laughs> I get it. Um, 100%. You know, I mean, look, the bottom line is this is still an extremely talented roster, right? I mean, there's been a lot of talk in the national media about are the Bills going to take a step back because of what's happening in New York and Miami with the additions and the Bills roster getting older and, you know, is their window closing? And, and in one sense, it's probably true. The window for this particular group of players is going to close at some point. They are, you know, getting older. They've been together for a long time. Deion Dawkins was like, man, I look around. I've been with these guys seven years. You don't see that for a core like this, you know, for that long. But they, they're still really good. In fact, I mean, there's a reason why Vegas still has them as third, fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl. And that's because their roster – is one of the best in the league. They have a terrific head coach, a terrific organization, a general manager, and, oh, by the way, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and Josh Allen, who's among the elite. So as long as you have Josh, you're always going to be in a contention window, and I think the parts around Josh are still really darn good. And, you know, there's a lot of things they did in this offseason to help him out that I'm sure we're going to talk about. Uh, but the overall state of the team is this is still a lot of – there's a lot of expectations, right? I mean – they're expecting to win the Super Bowl. That's what comes along with having a great team like this and a team that gets bounced out in the AFC Championship game and then the divisional round last year and falls short of their goals. People ask me if it's Super Bowl or bust. Well, yeah, in one sense, but what does bust mean? It's not like Sean McDermott's getting fired if they don't win the Super Bowl, right? So I don't know what bust means, but I think there's a sense of Super Bowl or bust that it would be a failure if anything less. And, you know, one of those weapons that you talked about that that you alluded to this offseason that they added, they obviously needed a receiver opposite Stefan Diggs. He was getting 150 plus targets year in and year out as soon as he got to the team. They added Dalton Kincaid in the first round. And usually I, I don't want to overhype a rookie tight end, uh, mm-hmm. especially for fantasy, but I can't help but not see the potential upside here if he's extremely involved uh, in the offense from the get, right? What are your thoughts on how he's been used so far, you know, his usage with the first-team offense, and and just your thoughts uh, on his potential year-one role, along with kind of talking about how Dawson Knox is uh, kind of mixed into that? Well, Dawson Knox is still going to have a really big role in this team. If you go back to even what Brandon Bean said when they drafted Dalton Kincaid, they want to go back to running a lot of 12 personnel. He feels that when he was in Carolina and they had Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson, that was when they were really, really tough to beat. And then he said, though, they had a, a quarterback, a rookie quarterback in Cam Newton at the time who, you know, they, they wish they could have done more, but he was a rookie and they couldn't do as much. But thinking about now and this evolution with Josh Allen and 12 personnel and all the different things you can do, you know, this is a matchup league and they want to be very tough to match up against. Well, enter Dalton Kincaid. So then they draft Dalton Kincaid and they basically say, well, it's not really 12 personnel. They're going to call it 11 and a half personnel because he's going to be more of a wide receiver than he is a blocking tight end. And you think about it, right? What Really what the Bills are after here is 
They're after someone to replace what Cole Beasley was for them a couple of years ago, to control the middle of the field, that easy button, dump past it for Josh, and then when you can, to get down the field a little bit. But now instead of having a guy who's 175 pounds, you have 6'3", 235, which is a matchup and a nightmare on whoever wants to defend the Buffalo Bills and go against these guys. But to the point of a rookie tight end, traditionally they take a long look at Kyle Pitts, right? The numbers, you know, you know, in fantasy, you, you just, you get these rookie tight ends. You think they're going to have these big seasons and it really takes them a while. It's a, it's a tough transition um, from college to pro, but look, Bills dr- traded up two spots in the first round for a tight end in a Super Bowl window to help Josh Allen in the offense. They're going to use them. I mean, that's what the plan is. They're going to, they did not, this is not a rebuilding team. They did not draft him to, oh, by the way, let him, you know, settle in in two years and we'll see. This is a guy that's going to be heavily involved in the offense. And I think the Bills are going to use both him and Dawson Knox quite a bit this year on the field to create a lot of different mismatches. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, when you talk about that 11 and a half personnel, it leads me into what can potentially happen to the traditional slot receivers, right? Khalil Shakir, Deontay Hardy, you know, the word was earlier on the offseason that there was a little bit of a competition there, you know, for that slot receiver role. Uh, have you seen any updates with that? Is Khalil Shakir standing out at all? Uh, I know now that there's a little bit of a uh, vacancy uh, after the Naheem Hines injury as far as the, the the return role. What have you seen there? And do you think that Dawson Knox could potentially, you know, uh, move into that role if they took a traditional wide receiver, for example, maybe Khalil Shakir or Deontay Hardy might ha- might could have had a bigger role this year uh, without Dalton Kincaid there? Well, Dalton Kincaid is going to be your big slot receiver now, I think, in a lot of sense. That's what he's going to be. That's why they're calling it 11 and a half. You're gonna, your more traditional tight end is going to be Dawson Knox. He's going to be more of your wide tight end, hand in the dirt. He's going to block a little bit, but he's going to go out for passes. He's going to catch passes. He's going to be a big part of the passing game. They're going to do all the stuff they've kind of normally done with him you know, since he's been in Buffalo over the last four years. Dalton Kincaid, he's really going to be more of a slot receiver. We actually had a lot of debate on our radio station when he was drafted because – Brandon Bean basically said, you can't really think of him as a tight end. But, you know, people, well, he is a tight end. Yes, of course he is. You're going to see T.E. next to his name, Dalton Kincaid. But really what he is is a pass catcher, a slot receiver. Right. I mean, you know, Faraz, I mean, we're, we're positioned basically on offense, right? That's what these a lot of these teams are doing. You, you can never really pigeonhole some of these guys. They're tweeners. They do so much. They're such great athletes. But they do have guys who are really more suited for the slot. And Lil Shakir is one of them. Uh, I actually wrote today at our website, WGR550.com, about you know how I want to see a little bit more from Khalil. I think that I'm not saying he's at a disappointing camp, but I think that he hasn't popped and flashed the way that I had hoped. Now, Khalil, though, he's that's him, though. He's not a flashy guy, he's a steady guy. That's what he is. He's good with the ball in his hands, he can be a punt returner. And I think that's where he may have to make his mark this year, which because of the Naeem Hines injury, they are looking for a punt returner. And Khalil can do that, no doubt. He's not Naeem Hines, but he'll be fine back there. But the other guy I think you really have to keep an eye on is Deontay Hardy. Deontay Hardy only played a few games last year with the Saints. He had a a foot injury. Let's remember in 2019, he was an all-pro, first-team all-pro return man. And now he gets injected into a Buffalo Bills offense. His main position would be slot receiver. He's five foot six, I think is what he is. Five foot nine, somewhere. It's somewhere in there, whatever it is. He's not a big guy. But anyway, the point is he's a guy that I think would really do a really nice job in that role. But you know, we have a lot of rules. We can't report exactly what's happening at camp and where guys are lining up and what they're doing. I'm just going to say it this way. From what I've seen, this is a Mr. Everything type of guy. This is a do-it-all. They can put him in a lot of different spots and do a lot of different things with him. 
I love that. I love that. And, you know, uh, I, I remember seeing Khalil Shakir at the Senior Bowl. I was there and, you know, he looked really good. And, you know, he was somebody that I was intrigued with as a potential later round pick. And when the Bills got him and he was paired with Josh Allen, I said, look out, you know, th there could be some real potential here. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping for the best for him, hoping, hoping that he could make a bigger impact, um, you know, at some point in his career. Now, I want to shift over to the backfield just a little bit. There's been a lot of debate over James, especially earlier on in the offseason. I think it's, it's uh, a little bit more settled at this point. But a little early in the offseason, there was a lot of debate over James Cook and how big of a role he's going to have, especially at his size. Um, you know, they obviously signed Damian Harris. They brought Latavius Murray in as well, a couple bigger backs. And with Devin Singletary gone now, there's a huge vacancy there, right? And I, what, what I want to know, what a lot of fantasy players want to know is, is James Cook kind of sliding into that role a little bit? And while Singletary did run a ton of routes, he wasn't necessarily targeted on a high percentage of them, despite Josh Allen not having a ton of targets to, or dependable targets to throw to outside of Stefan Diggs. James Cook, he's a receiver at heart out of the backfield, right? Like, should we expect Josh Allen to be looking at him a lot more in the passing game this year? So what's funny is last year, this was the big talking point with James Cook, which is, okay, now if you remember last year, let's take back, they go to, Mar in March of last year in free agency, this is a year ago, the Bills actually thought they signed J.D. McKissick. He agreed to terms with the team. He was going to join the Bills. This was a very, very big I signing. Remember that. He was a pass-catching running back. He flipped and went back to Washington. Um, it was a big to-do. The Bills were very upset about that, the way it was handled from right. the Washington part of it, right? But, so the Bills were still in need of that pass-catching back. Well, they drafted James Cook in the second round. So, okay, he's going to be the pass-catching back now. So all the talk last year was, okay, Devin Singletary, maybe James Cook can be a guy that can incorporate it in the run game, but he's going to be this pass-catcher. And he's he runs great routes. He's like a receiver. You're right. He has great hands. There's no doubt about that. But one of my favorite stats of all of last year is this. James Cook had 89 carries. On those 89 carries, he averaged 5.7 yards a carry. To qualify for league leaders, if you look at all the league leaderboards and things, to qualify, you needed 100 carries last year. He was yeah. 11 high. If he had 11 more carries at the exact same pace he was, he would have been the leader of all running backs in the NFL in yards per carry last year. There you go. The guy was awesome running the football second half of the year when he started to actually outpace and outsnap Devin Singletary. Okay, Devin goes to the Texans, signs a free agent. Now... The question is, how much of the backfield is James Cooks? They signed Damian, Damian Harris. It's a really nice addition. They needed a bigger running back. They signed Latavius Murray. He's a really big running back, obviously. Fariz, I'm here to tell you. Faraz, I'm here to tell you. I'm gonna, August 3rd, we're talking this, right? This is James Cook's backfield. From what I've seen, there's no doubt he is the main running back on the Buffalo Bills. I think he's looked awesome as a running back, and he still can catch the ball just as good as everyone said. Now, doesn't mean what's the what's the main running back in Buffalo though? Devin Singletary last year is the main running back was 170 carries, like right. 30th in the NFL. Main running back in Buffalo is not like everywhere else. It's not like you're going to get 220 carries. That's not going to happen. But he's still going to carry the ball more than anybody else. I think he's looked fantastic. I think he's going to be a three down back. But they're going to use Damian Harris in different times to spell him, different matchups, and Latavius Murray becomes more of your short yardage back maybe, takes him off of Josh Allen's plate when it comes to goal line or short yardage. So I think all these guys are incorporated, but I am buying stock in uh, James Cook, I don't, it, even if it's not a PPR league. Like I'm, uh, this guy is going to run the ball, and he's going to be the main ball carrier for the Bills.
I love it, Sal. I love it. That's music to my ears. I'm a big James Cook fan. When he when he was coming out last year, he led the entire class in, in yards per touch. He was one of the yeah. best in yards per route run. He, you know, I'm a data guy. I'm an analytics guy. And when I when I see all of that, it's just music to my ears. And when you when, when someone like you who's been at Bill's training camp and you know have has seen him in the flesh and and, and you're buying stock. I am too, Zach. Uh, Sal, I am too. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do this again at some point later, later down the line. Yeah, anytime. Good luck in all your leagues, man. <laughs> yeah, you too. You too. Hey, man, hit me up anytime you need anything, all right? <laughs> you got it. You got it, brother. All right, thanks. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 